2022, we heard about skin cycling. What exactly is that? Well, skin cycling refers to a recommended regimen of using peel actives such as AHAs, BHAs, alternating with retinol and retinoids with moisturizers in a way that reduces skin irritation. It was first coined by New York-based dermatologist Dr. Whitney Bow as a practice long advocated by dermatologists to reduce skin irritation. The term went viral on social media platforms as well as TikTok. In other words, dermatologists tell patients not to use both peel acids and retinol retinoids at the same time because of the increased risk of skin irritation. What I want you to know in today's lecture is that there are good whole plant extracts that are alternatives to retinols and retinoids as well as the acids. And the good news is that they do not carry the risk of skin irritation and skin cycling per se is not required. Biologically active equivalents of retinol and retinoids are found in plants, for instance, Bacutriol, which is covered in the dictionary I included in Asian Beauty Secrets. I also coined a term known as plant intelligence, which is essentially referring to the fact that we no longer need to restrict ourselves to these standard definitions of cosmeceuticals in Western pharmacology, which are very strictly based on retinols, retinoids, and acid peels. Papain and bromelain, for instance, are respectively derived from papaya and pineapples, and they are enzyme-based peels with good skin resurfacing properties and additional moisturizing and anti-inflammatory benefits which are absent in traditional acid peels. And usage of these, for instance, can obviate the need for skin cycling. So this brings me to the point that I no longer recommend retinol or retinoids in skincare regimens anymore. You see, earlier on in my practice as a dermatologist, I followed traditionally prescribed retinoids and chemical peel acids as what my predecessors did. And in over a decade of clinical practice, I learned that the emergence of skin irritation was pretty unpredictable, even in patients deemed hardened to retinoids uh, with consistent exposure. Besides, skin of color, which is my primary patient demographic, also is prone to developing post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. And it, this is in response to any form of skin irritation and is really unpredictable. While retinol and retinoids are also prescribed to treat hyperpigmentation, my personal dislike for retinoids stem from what I perceive as therapeutic futility. Retinoids at any dose work by increasing skin cell renewal, but in a way that also increases barrier disruption. As a dermatologist, the skin barrier is the ultimate mark of skin health. My research in the skin microbiome further reinforced my approach to skin as an entire ecological system worthy of treatment with care and respect. And the key here is understanding the entire host of microorganisms, especially germs that thrive on the skin, to keep the skin immune cells functioning well. Skin cycling is essentially based on the principles of Western cosmetic science and is also at the heart of traditional topical dermatology therapeutics, which is that of isolating potent active ingredients, usually with a single identified um, 
initiative that has a direct or indirect mechanism of action. Practitioners increase the percentage concentration expecting a proportionate increase in efficacy and that is when we begin to observe problems such as skin irritation and sensitivity. Hence, there is a real need to space out these actives with moisturizing products in between. Additional concepts such as skin fasting then emerge, which is essentially taking a break from all these products. As a dermatologist trained in this type of therapeutics, it was very refreshing and eye-opening for me to observe how K-Beauty cosmeceuticals relied primarily on a complex synergistic blend of botanical actives to achieve better results without the need for breaking up these steps. In contrast, the skin cycling concept felt cumbersome and futile. So I've achieved excellent results with plant cosmeceuticals for my patients with acne, rosacea and hyperpigmentation in line with emerging research in peer-reviewed journals by my contemporaries in China and Korea following similar methods. This is my key motivation in compiling the plant dictionary which I included in Asian Beauty Secrets. There is also a very clear advantage of using plant alternatives in this entire skin cycling concept. So what we are really looking for in terms of active ingredients as dermatologists are firstly efficacy followed by universal tolerability. This is not in order of priority, but rather I want to emphasize that both concepts are of equal relevance and importance. My personal approach towards skincare is one of sustainability, which means that it must be beneficial in the long term for the entire skin ecological system or the microclimate. A clear example of what dermatologists had initially advocated and then later backtracked on is the idea of topical antibiotic treatment. So there are some lessons we can learn from topical antibiotic treatment for acne. You see, topical antibiotics were used for the treatment of acne and rosacea for a good part of the last decade and are still being used by many. However, the issues with topical antibiotic therapy are clear. It breeds antibiotic resistance in a mindless fashion, which is a true concern for our infectious disease colleagues who also may regard skin therapy, unfortunately in this case, as fairly trivial. Skin conditions, we know, are far from trivial, but as a dermatologist weighing the pros and cons of topical antibiotic therapy for acne, I do tend to agree that they should not be used at all. The main reason being topical antibiotics do not work. Pharmaceutical companies have attempted to combine benzoyl peroxide with topical clindamycin or erythromycin in a bit to reduce the development of antibiotic resistance. However, from my clinical experience, treatment failure rates are extremely high with both options with a median period of about two to three months before the topical loses efficacy. On this note, I want to talk about the emerging research and evidence that is coming out of the sphere of microbiome science. 
I think that overall points to therapies that promote ecological health. For this reason, plant actives are far more suited as therapeutic options when applied topically. One very specific concern about topical antibiotic regimens as opposed to oral antibiotic therapy is the high association with breeding antibiotic resistance a truly dangerous phenomenon. So I think that in the light of all of this, skin cycling then becomes highly intuitive with plant-based skincare. I consider that the intelligence behind plants is really the compelling reason why I chose to write my book on Asian beauty. You see, I am also an organic gardener, and along the way, I learned that every microorganism, insect, prey, or predator plays a unique role in this delicate ecosystem that provides our food source. Soil composition is not just about minerals or pH levels, but it is really a living organism. For the longest time, using chemical fertilizers and synthetic pesticides was considered to be the enlightenment of agriculture, mankind's solution to all manner of pest problems and low crop yields. I sadly see though the parallels with conventional topical therapy in dermatology. The miracle of plants is that they are truly a whole ingredient. It may come as a surprise to many when they learn that the same acids that we incorporate in skincare formulas are components or derivatives of plant products. These are chemically manufactured and incorporated in skincare and also tested on skin in combination with other actives to ensure some level of tolerability. When we incorporate retinols, for instance, we explain that it works on a few different levels. Firstly, by stimulating collagen production, also by regulating skin cell turnover and other fairly uncertain mechanisms of evening out irregular skin tone and hyperpigmentation. We often also find ourselves having to combine these actives with emollients to reduce skin irritation. For instance, dermatologists always recommend having a moisturizer on standby if using a retinoid or retinol product. However, what I observe in my research on plant actives is that they are a whole ingredient, very much like the version of processed foods versus the, the whole food concept. So notably, I want to mention babarin. So babarin extract from plants actually contains um, a myriad of functions that naturally mitigate inflammation and irritation. If it does occur at all, for example, babarin is traditionally used in Eastern medicine for the treatment of acne and the latest published research shows that the mechanisms by which babarin works are complex and astonishingly aligned with the modern understanding of acne pathogenesis. Babarin extract as an extract from the whole plant is rich in phytochemicals. The extract is shown to have brought antimicrobial, which means antibiotic-like properties. It is also anti-inflammatory, unlike retinoids, which are pro-inflammatory. In addition, it's also able to target the melanin pathways, and this is the way it can reduce scarring in terms of reducing the redness and pigmentation associated with acne bumps. 
The way I like to explain it is that my role as a dermatologist is really not to reveal this secret regimen um, to perfect skin or an ideal skincare regimen, but really to point a way to what is already present in the intelligent world of plants, which is nature's gift, the perfect skin cycle in an ecologically balanced system.